HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode of Heritage Radio Network on Tour was recorded at Slow Food Nations 2017, a festival to taste and explore a world of good, clean, and fair food for all. Slow Food Nations took place in Denver over the weekend of July 14th through 16th and included panels, workshops, roundtables, cooking demos, farmer's markets, food tastings, and more. Heritage Radio Network's Kat Johnson traveled from Bushwick to the Mile High City to report on this first-of-its-kind international gathering presented by Slow Food USA. Heritage Radio Network on Tour is made possible by the support of the Julia Child Foundation. Welcome back to our coverage of Slow Food Nations 2017 from Denver, Colorado. I'm Kat Johnson for Heritage Radio Network, and I'm here with Julie Schaefer, board member of Slow Food USA and the board liaison to the Network of Governors. Welcome, Julie. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell me, let's start from the beginning. How did you first get involved in Slow Food? I heard about Slow Food in early 2000, and I was in Italy. And, um, you know, when I read about the organization, I did some research and I thought, wow, this is an organization I could really get behind. And um, I feel like I'm swimming upstream alone in a stream of fast food. And it was really exciting to know that there's a network of people who feel the same. And I immediately called Patrick Martins, who had just opened Slow Food USA and said, hi, I just found out about you guys, and I really want to join my local chapter. And Patrick said, so sorry, but there isn't one. However, there's one in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and one in Greenville, South Carolina. But isn't Atlanta, Georgia a really big city? I said, yes, it is. He said, won't you consider starting a chapter? At at that time, we called them Convivium. And I thought about it couple of days and I said yeah yeah I can do this I can do this um this is something I'm excited about and so in late 2000 Slow Food Atlanta was born what was it like starting the your own chapter it was really exciting for one thing there were already several card carrying members of the organization in Atlanta but there was no formal chapter so um In the beginning, it was simply a matter of inviting those existing members to participate in a chapter and getting farmers and producers um, engaged and involved. 
And, you know, it was easy. It was really easy. The time was right. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was, it was with great pleasure that I watched it grow into what it is today. And how has it grown? Oh, my gosh. Slow Food Atlanta is now quite a force. They are on fire. And I think in the South in general, slow food um, may have been behind the curve in the beginning. I think New York and California started sooner than we did in the South. But now the South, as I said, is on fire and doing really great things all over the Southeast. Who are some of the first chefs that you reached, chefs or farmers that you reached out to mm, to work Stephen with? Stephen Satterfield, who has a big presence here at Slow Food Nations this weekend, um, has been involved for 15 years. He's been a champion of slow food, slow food principles, the whole way. And there are many other chefs in Atlanta who've embraced the slow food philosophy and ideals and are still supportive today. And how did you become a board member? Of Slow Food USA? Well, after I led Slow Food Atlanta for about 10 years, I turned the chapter over to a young woman named Judith Winfrey, who's now CEO of Peach Dish, a meal kit company. And Judith ran Slow Food for a while, and I became the regional governor for the Southeast. And I mentored beginning chapters in Florida. South Carolina, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Tennessee. And after I did that, I was asked to serve on the board and voted in a couple of years ago, and I've really enjoyed my work on the board. What are some things that you've done as a board member? Um, Well, I, I serve on the governance committee, and I recently, well, about a year ago, Uh, became the board liaison to the governors. And since I had been a chapter leader and a governor in the past, I felt like that was good work for me to do because I knew what kind of dedication and energy it takes to be a chapter leader and a governor. And I wanted to be their head cheerleader. And that's what I've done for the past year. And it's been extremely gratifying. As well, I've worked pretty hard on the organizing of Slow Food Nations, um, and I enjoy events planning, so it's been a lot of fun, and it's very exciting to see it all come together this weekend in Denver. When did you start planning Slow Food Nations? Gosh, we started about nine months ago, and we probably should have started a year ago, but um, we're learning as we go. And we've learned some valuable lessons this year. We're learning what's worked really well and what we need to improve upon for next year. So it's exciting. I love this work, and I love the festival. Um, I think we're generating a lot of really good attention and um, reaching people who are not already in the choir, so to speak. Why did Slow Food choose Denver for the festival? Well, we have paid staff here in Denver, and that really makes a difference. And Krista Roberts, the event director, has been involved in Slow Food Denver for many, many years. And um, she knows Denver, um, the infrastructure, the city officials, 
And it's been a really good fit to have it here in Denver. And I, I'm pretty sure we will again next year. Great. I was going to ask that. Yeah. It's been great. The weather's perfect oh, for it. I know. Um, the, like you said, the infrastructure of the city, it just seems like a perfect fit. Yeah. And it's kind of in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. It's not on the East Coast. It's not on the West Coast. Um, it's in the center. So I think it's a great location. And you currently live in Atlanta, but you're moving to Charleston. Correct. So you are southern through yes. and through. Yes. Um, tell me about, um, you're excited that the South was well represented this weekend. Tell Very me about how, how they were represented and, and um, who was here from the South. Well, Oliver Farms um, in South Georgia is doing a great job pressing oils. Pecan oil, peanut oil, benny seed oil. Do you know what benny seeds are? I don't. It's a form of sesame seed oh. that grows very well in the South and has for hundreds of years. And uh, we also have Georgia's Sweetgrass Dairy from Thomasville, Georgia, represented. We have the Big Green Egg here, uh, headquartered in Georgia. And we have Slow Food South Carolina has a booth here. And... Um, uh, Gourmet Foods International, also headquartered in Atlanta, has a Denver outpost, and they provided great infrastructure in the form of refrigerated trucks and transportation for us. And um, so the Southerners who are involved here have been very helpful. And also Geechee Boy Grits, Bulls Bay Salt Works out of South Carolina, and... Um, I'm very proud to see these Southern producers, many of whom are good food award winners. And tell me about the event last night that was hosted that involved a whole hog. Yeah, that was my baby. And it was so, so, oh, it was excellent. It really went over swimmingly well. And um, Dr. Howard Conyers, originally from South Carolina, Chef Kevin Mitchell, from Charleston. He's a culinary professor there in Charleston and on the board of Slow Food Charleston. Did an excellent job. Well, Dr. Conyers is an award-winning pitmaster. You know, he's a NASA engineer in his day job, but his hobby is South Carolina whole hog barbecue. And Heritage Foods USA generally, uh, generously donated the Berkshire pig for the event, Gumbo Marketing, Ted Nelson, a personal friend of mine, donated the um, pit that Howard built from scratch. And um, I think a lot of the attendees had never tasted Carolina barbecue, and they were thrilled. And Dr. Conyers and Kevin gave a really good talk about the history of whole hog barbecue, how it originated by enslaved persons, down in the south and um a great time was had by all even before the event started there were people will as was one of them just picking at the bones and yeah. trying to get all the oh, meat me too. Me so too. good picking at the ribs and they were delicious and um yeah the food was amazing tupelo honey provided the sides they're a southern based restaurant with a location here in denver and they know their southern food so the sides were delicious as well. The beverages included wine and sweet tea. 
You have to have sweet you tea. You have to have sweet tea at a southern barbecue. Yeah. Yep. And um, it was just a stunning event. It was wonderful. It went over really well, and I hope to do it again next year. Great. Um, what are some of the other events, maybe panels or um, workshops, that you were particularly excited about having at the festival? Being a board member, I've had very strict marching orders to attend certain events. And... Um, A lot of really interesting panel discussions. Yesterday, one that I attended where my friend, Chef Kevin Mitchell, was a panelist, was about the healing power of food. And um, it was a really interesting talk about how we can heal uh, trauma through food. We can um, heal the damage that's been done through slavery, through food. And this morning, I attended a really interesting panel discussion with Chef um, Satterfield. Stephen Satterfield is a James Beard Award-winning chef from Atlanta. The name of his restaurant is Miller Union. And this talk was about food food waste in restaurants. And food waste in general in our culture is a terrible problem. And restaurant chefs who are involved in the good food movement are working hard to solve the problem of food waste in their restaurants. So that was an interesting conversation, too. Um, So you mentioned that the festival next year will likely be in Denver again. Yes. Um, Is there anything else you can tell us about what we can expect next year? No. I'll tell you better after the debrief. Yeah. And I'll have a lot more to say then. But we had some really interesting programs. During the Delegate Day, for the delegates of Slow Food Nations from all over the world, and, oh, there were so many great options to choose from, it was hard to make a decision about what to go to. That's one thing we haven't really talked about much because I didn't get in until Friday night. Mm -hmm. Um, There was another part of this festival that was really just for the delegates. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it began Thursday night with a welcome reception, followed by the Big Eat in Denver. And that was a lot of fun. It was a great taste of Denver. And then on Friday, the delegates gathered early in the morning for a breakfast. And then uh, Ricardo Salvador gave the opening keynote address Then there were workshops, and then there was a fantastic luncheon hosted by Alice Waters outside on the lawn, outside the McNichols Civic Center building, and she did a school lunch for 500 people, and it was fabulous. She featured, it was a vegetarian luncheon, and she featured the three sisters of corn, beans, and squash. It was phenomenal. And then in the afternoon, there were breakout sessions again. And then we finished the day by um, with a talk by the Carlo Petrini, the founder of Slow Food. And he was inspiring, as always. And that evening, people went off to do various things throughout the city. And who are the delegates, and um, how, how did they get involved in Slow Food? Uh, the delegates had to apply, and they were from all over the U.S. 
They were from Mexico, they were from Puerto Rico, and they were from Turtle Island. So we had a great representation of indigenous peoples there and several workshops around food sovereignty, indigenous peoples. We had um, several sessions all day that were completely in Spanish. And so it was a wonderful delegate day, just really, really inspiring and exciting. So my last question for you is how can we stay up to date as, um, you know, a few months from now when details maybe start coming out about Uh Slow Food Nations for next year? um, Where can we find Slow Food online? Slowfoodnations.org or slowfoodusa.com. All right. Well, Julie, we hope to see you again here next year. Okay, Hopefully sooner. But yes, definitely Hopefully sooner. Yeah. Yes. I, hope I hope I'll see you in New York soon. Yes. Somewhere else. Maybe at the uh, Chef's Collaborate, I'll Collaborative Sustainable Food Summit. Yeah. So will I. Great. I'll see you then. And okay, that's great. in September. Yes. So thanks for, thanks for joining us and telling us a little bit more about the background of the festival. My pleasure. Thanks, Kat. Thanks.